guys, and welcome back to the Yes Means Yes podcast. On this week's episode, we have special guest Tiffany Works on to talk about RAD, which I'm going to go ahead and let her explain and everything, but this is basically a women's uh, self-defense class. My name is Faith Nomshek. I'm the Victim Advocate and Outreach Coordinator with Rape Counselors. I'm going to let Amanda and Tiffany introduce themselves. Hey guys, I'm Amanda Carpenter, and I'm also with RCEA, and I'm the Victim Advocate and Outreach Specialist. Hello everyone, my name is Tiffany Works and I work for Gadsden Regional Medical Center as the Outreach Coordinator and I am also a Reserve Deputy and Chaplain with the Etowah County Sheriff's Office. So Tiffany, to start us off, would you explain what RAD is and what is your role in the program? Thank you for asking, Faith. Yes, RAD is Rape Aggression Defense Systems. And it is basically a basic self-defense class for women only. And um, I just want to quote Susan B. Anthony as saying, women must not depend on the protection of man, but must be taught to defend herself. And she said that in 1871. And we teach women basic self-defense moves and terms and different things to protect themselves. It's not necessarily a prevention, but it is definitely protection. And we just want women to be aware of their surroundings. And we teach all kinds of stuff. Women get to fight, they learn moves, um, all kinds of different stuff. And it's a lot of fun for women. Awesome. So you've mentioned women. Is this class particularly for women? Are there like male or non-gender conforming options if others were seeking them? Yes, there are different options. There are options for males and other uh, non-gender conforming as well. So, however, I am only certified in the basic self-defense for women. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a very, um, the rape aggressive aggression defense system is not for the weak at heart or the contentious objector. Our system is specifically designed for women who are willing to consider as a viable option defense in situations where their life is in jeopardy. So obviously like it's kind of in the name, um, the first word is rape. What is the discussion regarding sexual assault like in your classes? What we we talk about um, in class is the four risk of personal safety. And we talk about risk awareness, risk reduction, risk recognition, and risk avoidance, which is only 90% of self-defense education. The other 10% is what you do when you're in a compromising situation. And we talk about different um, types of sexual aggression from sexual harassment to sexual assault to rape and the different types of rape. However, with that being said, I would just like to present to the group that um, isn't it um, odd that when we talk about rape, we say, oh, there's this type of rape and that type of rape. But when we talk about murder, I mean, do we call it something different? For example, I mean, a man and a woman go out for the evening, they have dinner, see a movie, then they go back to his place for a drink. He rapes her. Why is this called date rape? Scenario two, a man and a woman go out for the evening, they have dinner, see a movie, and then they go back to his place for a drink. He kills her. Why isn't this called date rape? I mean, date murder. 
you know, so we put things really into perspective of, you know, what rape is, and our terminology is simple. If a rape has occurred, regardless of the circumstances of encounter or the aggression or aggressor's intention, it's rape. Rape is rape, no matter how you look at it. That's a really, okay, so I've never even heard or thought of that before. That's so interesting, because it's so true, and I know that I have heard some discussion of people just like not wanting to call it this rape or that rape and just calling it rape because I think that like subconsciously we want to almost rank it like oh well, right you know, stranger rape is more severe or more of a rape than date rape like that's you know and for anyone who was just listening I did air quotes because obviously that's not true but I do think <laughs> as society we do try to rank them um, absolutely and I right murder is murder Right, exactly. And I think, you know, that that's one reason that we keep, you know, and I'm quoting a lot out, out of the book, you know, that I, I must refer to as an instructor. And, you know, I think that's one of the reasons that we keep our um, terminology so simple is because we don't want to put value or levels of severity on rape. I mean, it is what it is. Rape is rape. Murder is murder. And we need to call it as such. And that's the way that we treat it. And as I said earlier, you know, 90% of protecting yourself is education. And the other 10% is what you do when you're found in a, um, you know, a situation. That's, yeah, I really, I really like that now. Amanda, write yes. that down. <laughs> that, that tends to be, you know, everybody kind of gets this hmm look on their face like you know I've never really thought about it that way and you know when you do present it like that it it really does make you go hmm and 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 say yeah it makes sense well I think it too it would help in validating everyone's experience because I do absolutely that you would look at and be like well it wasn't as bad as their certain type of rape or comparison. And so, yeah, I mean, no one is like, well, that murder was far more gruesome than this murder. So that murder must matter more, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It just gives it definitely a different perspective. So in the classes, you said you did talk obviously about sexual assault and rape and stuff. What about consent? We, I mean, we teach that no means no. In fact, um, that's one of the first things that we learn is when we get to the physical learning part of the class of learning the actual techniques and the moves, the actual self-defense part of the, the RAD class, we teach people to yell, not scream, but to yell. And the word we encourage is no, mm -hmm. to yell the word no. And the reason that we do that again, back to our terminology and keeping it simple and universal. No, it doesn't matter what language, you know, the perpetrator speaks, everyone understands no. Now, you know, obviously we do encourage people to say anything. I mean, that's part of it is, you know, when you're punching or kicking or um, trying to get out of a, a chokehold or a, a, you know, some kind of hold of some type. I mean, the reason that we do teach people to yell is so that they're breathing and that they remain calm as, po as calm as possible. So, but no is the word that we teach people to say. So, you know, when it comes to consent, I mean, if you say no, 
that is definitely not consent. So we do discuss consent in those terms. Okay. So what would you say would be some benefits for someone seeking to take a RAD class? You know, going back to the Susan B. Anthony quote, you know, there's nothing more powerful than self-empowerment and just knowing what you're capable of and knowing how to handle yourself in a rape situation, an abduction situation. I mean, you know, knowing what to do when you're encountered in a situation is so empowering. And part of the class is how you carry yourself and present yourself in public and being alert and vigilant of your surroundings. And so self-empowerment certainly you know, has an impact on the way that we carry ourselves. If we're walking with our shoulders slumped or, you know, looking down and we don't look very confident, then we're likely to look like we're weaker than someone else. And so we want to walk like we're strong. And so we definitely think that that is a benefit of empowering women to know that they're capable of protecting themselves and they don't have to have someone with them to do that. Now, with rape aggression defense systems, there is no guarantee of survival at all. And I want to make that clear. It is just to give some viable options, you know, a toolbox, if you will. We don't guarantee that anybody won't be raped or abducted or harmed in any way. In fact, we do teach that if you're going to fight, willing to do whatever you need to do to get out of the situation take DNA with you um, whatever it is that you have to do to get out of the situation so this is kind of coming off of that a little bit because I really just kind of thought of this as you were talking have you ever had someone who had been like sexually assaulted or raped in the past then go on to um, go in one of your classes as a form of empowerment or like kind of taking that control back? Um, yes, I have had, um, especially some younger teenage um, young ladies that have come through that um, have experienced some type of sexual assault in any shape, form or fashion and older women as well. And we do talk about that at the beginning of class and talk, you know, we're, we're sensitive to that. You know, we want them to know that we are aware and of that. And we want them to also know that some of this may cause some memories or feelings, emotions or thoughts to resurface. And we want to be able to address that. Um, the class is taught by um, men and women. The men who teach the class um, have to be certified to come into the class. So if a, a man that is not certified comes into the class, they have to leave. And in fact, we have something called a white letter as well that we give to all the ladies and we have them sign and agree to it to where they will not talk about or share even with their husbands or closest male friends um, any of the techniques that we use because, I mean, we don't necessarily teach to distrust everyone, but we want you to be vigilant of everybody 
at all times. And so we don't want to give away any of our tricks to anybody, you know, to just anybody. So we definitely encourage people not to um, talk about any of those things with their husbands. But back to what your question was, could you repeat it? Remind me of where I was supposed to be going with that. <laughs> yeah, I think you answered. It was really just, you know, a curiosity if you had seen um, oh, yeah. victims come in as a kind of like empowerment and regaining power and control. thing. Yes. And absolutely. And we have had women, so me getting off on, on subject a little bit, going down a rabbit hole there with that men and women teach is that we encourage the women to say, you know, we let them, we say, Hey, if you're uncomfortable with a man, touching you let us know and we'll come over because we'll you know we practice grabs and chokes and different things like that so if they're uncomfortable with a man touching them then one of us ladies will go over and we'll do it and even then as a female you know doing these with female other females if they're uncomfortable with that then we totally respect that so we, yes, we take that into consideration and it's actually the women come in there and they're very nervous a lot of times, especially at the beginning and knowing, I mean, this is a, a long class. I mean, it's many hours. It's like over a course of uh, four to six weeks from anywhere to three to four hours. And so these women in the very beginning are very nervous and oftentimes those who have been victimized are very distrusting. And so we encourage them to talk to us and over time they start to trust us and get to know us and they loosen up a little bit. And especially knowing that they're going to fight at the end, they're very nervous about that and worried about how they're going to handle their self. And they think it's about how strong they are or how big they are or how small they are, what they have, what they don't have. And it's really nothing about that, but it's really wonderful seeing these women become so empowered, especially those who have been victimized either through sexual assault or domestic violence and to come out and feeling physically strong, mentally and emotionally strong. You know, we can show little bitty women how to pick up a 300 pound man off the ground with no strength at all. So it's about how to use things against the perpetrator to your advantage. Tiffany, what ages do you guys um, usually have in these classes? Because you say women. So, like, what are your ages that y'all usually do? We have had them as young as 12 or 13 years okay. old. However, under the age of 18, we do require parental consent. Um, there's all kinds of consents at the beginning of, of class, mm -hmm. even if you're over the age of 18. But, you know, especially if you're under the age of 18, we do require parental consent. And that's for any class that's not just us but for this program in general it's requi required so we are talking about something that people could identify as a quote rape prevention strategy quote um i want to get your opinion on how this could be i know people a lot of people we don't want to refer it to as like a rape prevention because the insinuation is that rape could be prevented um, and that, of course, we wouldn't want to go into that victim blaming mindset, but could you explain maybe how your thought process in going through this, do you think that these prevention methods such as RAD are harmful and that they suggest it could be prevented? I do think that, you know, many times women think, oh, I've gone through a self-defense class. It's not going to happen to me mm. or 
you know, I, I know how to get out of this or I know how to get out of that. It's not going to happen to me. So sometimes, you know, I do believe, you know, I would be being unrealistic if I didn't think that there were, was sometimes often or not often, but sometimes a false sense of security there. And we definitely don't want anyone thinking that we don't want anyone thinking that, oh, this can't happen to me. And just because you've been through the class doesn't mean that it can't happen to you. But what we do say, you know, on the flip side of that and the positive side of that is, you know, back to that empowerment and how when you have that sense of self-empowerment, you know, that you have some tools, so to speak, in your toolbox and, you know, different ways to fight back in certain situations, you do are going to carry yourself a little bit different and, you know, perpetrators or assailants will look at women who are looking down, you know, and or looking at their phone. And this is not to victim blame and say, oh, because you were looking at your phone or because you looked weak, you, you were raped. That's not saying that at all. But what we want women to know is that when you present yourself in a certain way, you, you're, you don't look as um, easy to attack as someone who walks looking ahead, looking around at your surroundings and, and, and being vigilant to what's going on around you. So we don't, we don't want to give that, that we say, you know, victim blaming by saying, oh, well, you looked weak and that's why you were raped. That's not what we're insinuating at all. But we do want women to feel empowered and to carry themselves differently, but also with a realistic understanding that this is not a 100% guarantee. Right. The mindset. So, oh, sorry. Sorry. I was going to say, I think the mindset that we've kind of tried to develop is that, well, first of all, nothing, um, nothing causes rape except for rape. If rapists did not exist, rape would not exist. So that is the only one and only thing that causes rape. Absolutely. But there are personal safety measures that we do try to encourage only because just like murderers, there are rapists out there. So there are methods in which you could take safety measures because this world is full of evil things and that's never going to change, I don't think. But, Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think you're right, Faith, you know, changing the way that we word things and the way that we look at things is very important. And that goes back to that. Um, the triangle that I was talking about with the three things that have to be there in order for rape to occur, the victim, mm -hmm. the perpetrator or the assailant and the opportunity, mm -hmm. the victim, you know, assuming that that would be one of us is we're that that's the only thing that we're in control of. I do feel like that there is, you know, the opportunity, we can eliminate the opportunity a little bit as well by, walking as though we're empowered, walking strong, looking strong and being vigilant. So, you know, we can throw the triangle off of balance. So yeah, definitely, um, you know, it's there. I mean, and just having that mindset is very important. So today, whenever um, Faith was telling me we we're going to do this podcast, I was just going to run this. So when I was Googling self-defense and sexual assault, this is what comes up. It says self-defense is a valuable and well-proven tool to prevent sexual assault. 
Self-defense training is about empowering women. It's about giving them the choice, giving women the skills to defend themselves does not mean they are to blame when an assault occurs. So I think it's important to note that it does not prevent, but it can help protect you. Mm -hmm. So I was just wanting to kind of get your opinion kind of on that too, because that's the very first thing that comes up was self-defense is available and well-proven tool to prevent sexual assault. But then underneath that, it said the other. So I was Absolutely. just wanting to kind of get your opinion about that. Yes, and, and interestingly enough, um, Amanda, is the RADS, um, RAD system's instructional objective is, and I quote um, by the founder, Lawrence Nadeau, to develop and enhance the options of self-defense so they may become viable considerations to the woman who is attacked. So again, back to that toolbox, you know, mm -hmm. there's, and there's so many things that it does not matter in what circumstance or situation that you're in or how strong or how big or how little you are or how helpless you feel, mm -hmm. do what you got to do. Right. Give you, giving you some tools. Absolutely. But, and then, but it doesn't prevent it. It's mm -hmm. just protection. Just having those skills. Yeah. Absolutely. It's very yeah. important. Yeah. And I, I just can't makes... tell you how, I mean, I have fought so many times. My husband is an instructor also, and um, I get to beat him up all the time when I go <laughs> into these. And we wear, wear big red, they wear a big red pads and, and we put on our pads and we actually physically fight and they try to, detain us I mean they try to stop us and we have to fight our way through them and exit the room the door run to get away create distance and I cannot tell you the adrenaline rush that I get every time I do it and I cannot tell you no matter how many times that I do it how empowered I feel and the more that I practice that the more that I know my skills the more that I feel confident and self-empowered to be able to utilize those skills and tools in the event that it really did happen. And I can, and I, think, so I was going to say, I can trust that the fact that we have been in a, almost a school building before and at a drop of a noise, Tiffany's ready. She's ready. I am <laughs> head on a swivel, you know, and uh, you know, I mean, people look at me like I'm funny all the time because I, I'm, you know, they think I'm being paranoid or something. But, you know, when you're in law enforcement and work in mental health, like I do, I mean, you just learn to pay attention to even the smallest things. Oh, yeah. And, you know, being aware of your situation is so important. So, so important. And this is one of the reasons why that I am like that is because of this class. If I teach it, then I must live it. You know, I must mm -hmm. be an example for sure. Well, I also think it's probably to the women that go through these classes, it's kind of like riding the bike. Like once you've learned it, if you ever need to use it again, it kind of comes back to you. You might not have done it for years Absolutely. and years, but you kind of still remember it. So even if you just have an introduction to it, mm -hmm. it's going to come back to you. Yes. And, and that's muscle memory as well. And, and the interesting thing about um, RAD is that once you take it, um, once you've been through it, we sign a piece of paper saying that we certify you, that you've gone through the course, and you are welcome to come back to any class 
at any point during the class and be a participant or an attendant, you know, however you choose to come back. So we, and we encourage that. We encourage women to come back because like I said, we give the white letter and we say, oh, you can't really practice with anybody. So that's why we encourage women to come back is so that they can practice those skills and gain that muscle memory and be able to become even more empowered and more mm-hmm. sure of themselves in situations. That's awesome. So I'm guessing possibly after listening to this, um, individuals will be, you know, wanting to go and find one of these classes. How would they go about finding a class if they were interested in taking a RAD course? So um, lots of um, individuals in sheriff's offices are becoming instructors and are instructors. And I think the first place to begin is by calling your sheriff's office and inquiring if they have classes. Um, Also any um, rape crisis centers that may have that information, you know, that would be a good opportunity to reach out to them as well. Um, and then all, also always your United Way 211 is also a good resource to reach out to as well and to try to find or locate um, a class near to you. Now, the classes that I teach are free. We do not charge anything at all. Um, I will say that many universities, the University of Tennessee being one, that in order for students to enroll in their class, they must take this class and they have to pay for it. And it's anywhere from $300 to $500 to take the class. And they cannot become a student until they take the class. So um, there are people who do teach this for free. And, um, you know, I think, obviously, it sh- I-, I believe that it should be free. I would never charge for it. Um, so definitely ask about cost and things of that nature. But sheriff's office is definitely where I would begin. Okay, perfect. And... Any Auburn University students who may be listening, I know that a very similar like self-defense course is available through the university as like a course credit. So I would definitely recommend checking that out because, you know, I mean, you're already paying for class credit, might as well get um, some self-defense out of it. So Tiffany, um, we always like to ask our guests on the podcast to kind of answer a similar question. We want to know what is your message to survivors? I just want to say to the survivors out there, um, be strong. You're a warrior and um, people do believe you and people do support you and you're not alone. And there are resources and ways. And thank you for speaking up and speaking out. We want to hear your story. We want to know what worked for you. And we want to know how we can teach other women to do what you did to get out of your situation and how you are surviving and how you are pressing forward and, you know, using this situation for the best in your life. So thank you very much for speaking up and speaking out and you're a warrior. Keep on keeping on. Tiffany, thank you so much for joining us this week. This has been super informative and um, we really appreciate your insight So um, to anyone listening, thank y'all so much. And we will see you on our next podcast. Bye. Bye. Thank you, Tiffany. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. Bye.